Hello and welcome back to the Tune Lighting Podcast. It's the podcast where we are attempting to write and record an album part-time in just one year. I'm joined, as always, by co-host and bandmate Jack. Hey, Jack. Hello, Rob. Hello, listeners. And Happy New Year as well, I should say. Um, Yeah, Happy New Year. We had a few days off each over the Christmas holidays and uh, New Year break uh, to try and get some songs finished and try and because there's only what three months left until we've got to have this album done so so how did you get on with that particular ambition jack how did you uh progress with with uh, the tracks you're working on was it a christmas and new year filled with frustration and uh, <laughs> just getting rid of songs or did you manage to finish any any tracks i did manage to finish some tracks um it was quite Woo-hoo. relatively productive uh i was sort of set myself in aim to finish three tracks by a certain time uh, early in the new year before i went back to work and i think i did two okay. but since then i've done a couple more so it's you know break breaking about even there and uh, yeah, having a period of time where I was on my own, I uh, didn't have work to do. I didn't have anywhere I could go to because everywhere was locked down. It was productive. Uh, how about yourself? Yeah, like you say, we were, we've had the, uh, for listeners outside of the UK, we had the unfortunate and kind of inevitable news after we were allowed a, a uh, one day break on Christmas Day to see a very small portion of friends or family uh, in the UK. We were plunged into the inevitable dark lockdown of January. Uh, So it did mean no usual Christmas distractions of uh, seeing friends and family and traveling around the country and various things. So I thought I would put that to good use and uh, and actually try and finish some songs. And yeah, I finished, I had two or three days that I spent in the studio writing uh well just pushing through with a couple of songs that were about three quarters of the way done um and really just trying to get them to that point where you could call them okay I'd be happy for them to be put on there's always more you can do I guess that's the thing and I guess that's what we'll talk about in this episode about finishing a song and what it means to finish a song um where do you where do you draw that line? I guess uh, is is the key question. Uh, but I think what I can say is that those two or three songs I was working on, I would happily put them on an album of some sort. I wouldn't be embarrassed for them to see the light of day. I guess. Whereas in the past, I've definitely been caveating everything I send to you and everything I put on the podcast uh, in clip form as this is very much a demo. Uh, it's always got underscore demo in the title or you know first draft or something the classic uh, if you don't show your work then you can never be criticized that classic thing so uh if you put demo next to it then it's it's always fine if someone criticizes it then it's because it's a demo but i'm getting to that point now where i've got tracks that i would i would release subject to mastering and and tweaking uh so yeah i consider them finished songs now uh whether they make it onto the album or not is another question, but at least they're finished and we can move up, move on. <laughs> yeah, sweet. That is that's an important distinction. Um, 
I guess finished finished is once we send them off to be mastered, if that's what we do. Uh, and yeah. until then, they are subject to change. I think personally, my aim, uh, I said at the end of the last episode, was to get them finished. I'm doing air quotes there. Um, to the extent that the, the structure of the song is finished, they are full songs. And kind of like Rob said, if they had to, if we had to release the album, maybe not today, but next week, then, you know, we'd be happy to say this can go on with some minor tweaking. I kind of, I liken it a bit to um, doing exams back in school and you'd come out of an exam thinking, oh, I'm not sure how I did there. Could have been better. But if you answered the question, then you know there's a chance that it's going to be all right. If you didn't answer the question, then you're not going to get any marks for it. So what we've done is answer some questions. Um, and it, yeah, they might they might turn out, you know, as they are, they're worth something. But we've got three months to make them better. And we've kind of set six months aside, six months, God, I wish, six weeks aside for mixing. Um, so... At the very minimum, I would say, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really... Uh, it's, it is the same with anything. Exams is a good thing to kind of compare it to. And it's why it's come, it all comes back to why we set the, uh, the deadline. Uh, because if we hadn't, this is, this is just going to show that I think it has, it has still the year deadline. Maybe it was too long. It's really, uh, it's taken to the second half of the project for me to start really getting my act together. And that's kind of, the graph of me getting my act together is getting it's going exponentially towards the end and i think that's always the way with with any project uh of, of how much you realize you need to start finishing stuff and actually finishing stuff you, you, you can always tweak and tweak and tweak and there's always going to be it's like if someone let you go back into that exam uh you say you know after you came out and you, the time was up and they said well you could go back in with 10, 10 extra minutes and then you might go in change a load of answers to, to the wrong answers <laughs> from what, what was already the right answers. So having kind of, uh, yeah, s- setting that end point is important because, yeah, you don't know if you're going to be tweaking necessarily for the for the good or for the for the bad. <laughs> That's the risk. I mean, like I say, we, we will be tweaking uh, everything, but hopefully not too much tweaking in terms of the structure of the songs. Um we hope that what we've done, I think we've got about seven or eight now, which are kind of full songs and they've got lyrics and we've got, you know, recorded demos of them from start to finish. Um, and there's, there's a couple already with, we're not sure about, I think maybe, you know, the chorus needs to change, the uh, certain sections need moving around, um, but that's fine. Like I say, we've got, We've got the time to do that and we've got a version of a song which kind of works already yeah it provides so much clarity of thought for me when you've got something that's almost very much almost finished to work with um it's been quite nice to have more stuff at that stage of of development more songs because i think we were definitely stuck in a, a point where we had a lot of songs that were kind of they didn't have a finished structure. They didn't. They didn't necessarily have all the parts there. They were kind of. They were just very vague demos. And what? But once you've got a fleshed out structure, 
even if you do end up changing it, you moving parts around, you've got the bones of of a song, and it's just so much clearer and so much easier to work on when it's like that. I've I've really found it. I don't know about you, but working on a couple of the songs that are pretty much finished now, it's just like oh, it's so much easier, and 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 figuring out whether to add stuff or take stuff away, or or include it on the album or not include it on the album maybe we were guilty earlier of, the, of kind of dismissing songs when they were early on in the development phase uh, as not being suitable for the album, whereas probably it would have been better to just finish as many as possible and then figure that out later. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I'm trying to do this month and the past couple of weeks. I think we said on the podcast we both made kind of short lists before Christmas of the demos, the songs we had lying around that we thought were possibly or probably good enough for the album. So we're kind of working through those and hopefully might not be able to get all of them from the shortlist finished, but a good portion of them by, say, the middle of February. Uh, And then we'll have more than enough songs for an album and we'll have a kind of luxurious position of being able to whittle down the ones that are the best or that work the best as an album. Have you you had any songs that you've been working on that have been lingering for a a while that you've kind of relieved that you've got them out of the way and I guess more maybe more interestingly any songs that you'd you've kind of pushed through thinking I just want to get this out of the way it's probably not gonna be on the album and you've actually regained a like for it from from that pushing through to the end um the first part of that question have have there been songs that I've just tried to get out of the way to get them done yes definitely however much you liked a song when you started it there comes a point where you just want to get it done. And then you can give it a bit of time. And then you, I guess you do start to like it again. I think the thing I've been doing most of is writing lyrics. Um, because, yeah, I think just the way I work, I struggle to see a song as finished until it's got lyrics. And then you kind of, you know what it's about. You know how many verses there are in it. And then you can really start messing about with with the levels and, and the mixing. It can completely change a song, guy. I mean, that's the thing. It's it, it, You've definitely sent me demos without lyrics early in the process, and I've, you've sent similar ones recently with lyrics in there. I'm like, oh, it makes sense now. Like I was kind of getting, maybe I was getting a bit bored in the verse before and thinking this is a bit repetitive. As soon as you add a melody in, it's like, right, got it, okay. But it's frustrating that you kind of don't get those moments until right at the end when everything comes together but yeah i mean maybe i should have been doing more lyric writing at the start and then we can kind of get we'll know what the song is a bit sooner um but i didn't and i'm doing it now uh and it's it's been a it's been tricky um at times like i think we said in the past last episode we were going to focus on one song at a time and i started off doing that but I found that when you're kind of staring at a word document of lyrics on the same song all day, and you start to start to lose all meaning. Yeah. Uh, so I've I've usually focused on one song per day. But I've if it's yeah, not finished, yeah. I've got some still which are kind of eighty percent finished. The lyrics are eighty percent done, and I haven't been able to yeah, get it over yeah. the line. So I've parked it and I've gone on to a different song. So I've been flipping flipping between songs a bit. But also, probably, I've had a bit more focus than I have previously to 
to power through. I know that you just get to that, particularly with some songs, which maybe have been a bit of a struggle. I know Jack sent me a couple of songs recently where he's basically said, you have a, a have a go at mixing or see what you think for a while. You know, I'm done. I'm done with that one for, for at least a bit. You know, yeah. you, you'd grind yourself into this. And I've heard interviews with bands uh, where they're talking through the album, and sometimes they'll be they'll say, "I've not actually listened to the album since it was released because it was just you get so fed up of listening to the same stuff over and over again when you're doing when you're working on a song that you almost grow to hate it in a weird way." Um, but I guess that's part of what's been really good being a duo working on these songs and being quite I think we're quite good at, at letting each other intervene on on our, our own individual tracks uh, without taking them over or messing too much uh, to the point where it doesn't meet the vision and things like that so I think having two people working on it you do have that constant is this actually good or you know you know, I've been listening to this for 10 hours. I've forgotten. I still think for some tracks, me and you have both listened to them so much that this is where we, we're going to need a third or fourth pair of ears. A few of them are still puzzles to be solved. Let's put it that way. But I think that's something we have we have done well, especially recently. We've started to collaborate truly a bit more because obviously, as we've said many times, we've been separated through pretty much this whole process we're in lockdown again now sometimes we've got into our own little silos but we're starting to send things back and forth more uh there's a song that rob wrote um which he played you a clip of at the end of the last episode i think titled or at least uh tentatively titled where the hell (laughs) and yeah so he he sent me that I kind of thought I had a song which might fit with it, an un kind of discarded song. I had a kind of bass and guitar part, and as I, I tried a little bit to fit them together, I thought this this is kind of working. Sent them back, and then Rob was like, "Yep, yeah, I can I can work with this." And he came back a few days later with a complete song. Uh, sent it back to me. I put some lyrics on it, and that one, I guess, like that must be one of our quickest songs from inception to completion. And it's nice when it does work like that, and you kind of you both on the same wavelength. And but I think that's that is testament to how it's taken us to this point, however many months in, to really be clear on the vision and the sound of the of of what we want to achieve. And that that's probably that track in particular is testament to being like, right, well we we kind of know what what the vision is, and so we we're both on the. Whereas at the start, it might have been a bit a bit trickier to collaborate yeah and i think i don't don't want to speak for you here but personally i i feel like i've let myself relax a little bit on because we we've always said we want to make a cohesive album and we still do um but i think lately i've been a little less strict with myself both writing lyrics and music on trying to make everything sound really similar the same and i think there's agreed there's inevitably things in our writing which will make them sound similar, even if um, we're not actively trying to do so. And we were, the fact we're writing it over a year is, you know, and you're going to be influenced by similar stuff. You're going to be in a similar mindset. Yeah, you're unlikely to produce stuff that sounds crazy, crazily different using the same instruments a lot of the time. So, yeah, yeah, like James said in the episode, James Russell, that it's you know. He don't. Th- he said not to worry about it too much. You know, the music you wrote over the year—that's the music you wrote. 
that should influence what's on the album. I think we've more taken the approach now, well, let's write those songs. And if we end up not including them, then great. I imagine we'll probably end up hopefully with like 20-ish finished songs and we can then just trim trim it down. We'll see. That's a bold ambition. Yeah, maybe 15, 16. But, um... Yeah, okay. <laughs> Aim high, shoot low. One thing I have been doing a bit of to get to this final with finished position um is transposing songs into different keys uh it's something that is obviously a result of trying to add vocals and having melodies in mind which i like but found myself struggling to sing or doesn't sound as good when i sing so i've been shifting things up and down and sometimes you can do that uh automatically and just, you know, twiddle a knob in Ableton and it'll be four semitones higher. And it's great. But sometimes that really distorts the sound and makes it sound rubbish, so you've got to re-record it. Um, and one particular track, I actually had to do re-record twice because I realised once I transposed it up, <laughs> I'd gone too far and had to transpose oh, it back no. <laughs> again, which was a bit of a pain. But yeah, um, but it's it's worth doing, I think. Because having something that you're not comfortable singing will just make the whole thing so much worse. Um, but yeah, it's a. It's a uh, have you? Uh, yeah, sorry, go on. Oh, on that point, have you start, started writing? When you've started writing new songs, have you been more aware of the key that you've been writing in? Now you're a bit more aware of what's going to fit well with the the singing, or are you still? Because I tend to just pick up a guitar and strum away, and whatever sounds good, and with no real thought. Of, of the key uh, a lot of the time and if the singing works the singing works but yeah or is it just now you know well I can always transpose this so if it sounds cool then let's worry about that later it's a good question I haven't I suppose I haven't been writing too many new things from scratch since I've started putting melodies on so I, I won't really know the answer to that until later but um but yeah, I th- I'd say I'm probably the same as you. I'd, I'd, because I tend to write the lyrics later on and also the melody later on, then I won't really know. I still won't think about that. Uh, and yeah, you can you can always transpose. I found there are some keys, regardless of the singing, which sound better than others. It's weird. Sometimes I'll move something up two semitones and it just sounds a bit off. It doesn't have the same kind of mood to it. And then if I shift it up an extra one, yeah. it feels right again. So I don't know why that is. I don't know if there's any musical theory behind that, but there must be some theory behind that. Certain keys provide certain uh, feeling, don't they? So I guess if you're trying to capture it, and certain chords definitely, then uh, yeah, I, I've I've definitely done that with moving stuff around, and yeah, sometimes it throws a song like from into one mentally into a different genre. Almost it kind of. Yeah, this, this the chord is sounds like something that would be more of a dancey song or a, a trancey song or something and, and doesn't really work as well or maybe that's quite cool because it's quite different so yeah it's it's interesting and it's kind of how late can you leave making that change uh i've definitely left uh i've definitely changed stuff very near the end of writing a song where it's completely changed the song and I've, and I've left it, I've liked it. It's like, it's really a weird thing to kind of write a song in completely one 
artist's frame of mind, maybe add a couple of instruments or or even take a couple of things away. I think, uh, as I mentioned before, that 5454 song that we've talked about before, we did an episode on, uh, it was because I accidentally muted some stuff on one part of the song and it completely changed the sound of it. But the kind of thing that maybe someone who's really knows what they're doing mixing would go, you don't need all that. It's getting in the way, take that away. I just did, it was just a happy accident, uh, but it completely changed the sound of it right at the end, just by muting a couple of things. So yeah, I guess that's, <laughs> that's a very long way of saying, you know, you, you can tweak things very last minute uh, and completely change the final song it's interesting i'll see i'm looking forward to seeing if that happens to us i'm sure it will at least a couple of times where we'll add or subtract something or make a last minute decision and you know completely change the uh, the feel of something and it just comes back to having as, as as much stuff as possible to be able to try that with uh rather than leaving yourself with the very bare bones of you know the worst thing would be we we got to the six weeks before the end and we had just 10 tracks and a couple of them really weren't working but we had to put them on the album because that's all we've got (laughs) so i think it's the right thing to do having you know aiming over and just getting stuff finished and deciding then whether or not they should be they should be included yeah i was going to ask what your your method has been like i say i've mainly been focusing on on lyrics and melodies um i know you you've been getting into more mixing already you i mean just off air before this podcast you gave me a little lesson on uh on how eqs work basically uh so rob's really been kind of engrossing himself in that as well as you know finishing songs that weren't that were kind of three quarters done so yeah i was wondering what what has been your method in taking those nearly finished songs to the finish line yeah so i guess again it's in a similar way so one of the songs i was working on um, there was there was something that was stopping me from finishing the song, and it uh, it felt too repetitive essentially. Um, uh, but because when you're writing a song and you just you uh, at the start, the way I work anyway is I just I want to get the structure down as quickly as possible, and a lot of what that leads to sometimes is being a bit lazy and just especially for drums with myself not being a drummer it's just copying and if if the, there's no time tempo change no tempo changes or no time signature changes throughout the song uh you it's just easy to just copy and paste the drum loop yeah throughout the track I'm guilty of that too and sometimes once you've heard something it's um it's hard to yeah imagine it a different way or a couple of the tracks i work on in particular it was about uh adding some differences to the drums in particular to to make it that little bit more interesting and then um getting out of the loop essentially on whatever tracks is it was key to finishing some of these tracks so perhaps i had a piano loop that was going throughout the whole thing um so i would then either get rid of it in some parts or perhaps put that loop onto a different instrument to just create that variation uh, again, coming back to that point of removing stuff at the last minute, it's quite a, this one track I'm looking at at the moment on my screen. It, it was built around this original piano riff, 
uh, this triplet stabby piano. Uh, and I actually ended up getting rid of it for the majority of the song, even though it, f- it was what the song was built from. It had served its purpose. Yeah, it's taken us this far. <laughs> uh, yeah, like thank you for the support um, throughout. But it actually found out that once I'd added the guitar and the bass, that it wasn't needed in the verse, for example. So there's there's phases of of finishing a song or writing a song and then finishing a song. And I think things can move slowly for a while, and but then can move fairly quickly towards the end. Uh, once you start, once you've got loads of stuff in the track and you've got the structure down you can start taking things away changing the sound of things uh using things like eq and uh and other tricks to bring certain things out to to you know you can use filters in verses to to make the song more interesting and to to give it dynamics and and uh make it not boring and i think that can be quite hard to to see at the start and that's you want to be able to create that and you've got to be patient i guess uh and the patience is finally being rewarded uh with some of these tracks the reality is you've got to you, a lot of the time you've got to just live with it perhaps not not living up to its potential for a long time until you can make those tweaks towards the end and then it starts to make sense i get you yeah so you might you might have a sort of grand vision for a song um yeah but it's not about the individual parts. It's about the whole. And until you record the whole, that vision won't make sense. It's put, put in kind of abstract language, but I think that's I think that's what you're saying. Maybe in the past I would have thought that uh, you know, to, for a chorus to sound big or to have impact, it needs to be loads more instruments in the verse. And that's one way you can do it. Um, but actually, a lot of the time, if you listen to produce finished productions of music, it's things gradually building in either volume or filters opening up or EQ subtly changing towards as you go through the verse or pre-chorus towards the chorus um, or something that I've probably started overusing. <laughs> I've mentioned to you a couple of times, Jack, is uh, you know taking, taking things away ever so quickly like half a bar before the chorus so so it creates impact yeah. when everything comes back getting in getting that contrast uh, little tricks like that but you can't do those tricks until you've got everything there uh so you have to really restrain yourself a lot of the time because it's not just the case of two instruments in the in the verse and then 20 instruments in the chorus and then back to two instruments and that's how you create that change whereas that is a technique you can use there are other ways you can do it and you're not allowed to try those <laughs> techniques out really until you're right at the end. Yeah, I think that's the the important thing about doing what we're doing and getting songs finished um, because it allows, allows us then to tweak things and play around with a big picture and it makes it reduces the options because you've already done your recording but that means it gets you know more the path becomes clearer what you need to do and uh you're not overwhelmed by by options anymore exactly by endless possibilities and and things there are always endless possibilities of things you can add but it becomes less daunting 
and less open <laughs> you may you may be thinking well this needs just a little something extra in this frequency range rather than like oh i've only got one verse to this song so where the hell is it going to go next <laughs> um and there's definitely still songs where i'm struggling like and i'm still not convinced by the structure but um you know and you do slip into patterns of like of the same structure and things like that which i've been trying to avoid um i think i mentioned to you one song that i've been working on where it's in the moment it's like it's quite short it's just under three minutes and uh or just you know just over three minutes uh but that's mainly because i wanted to finish it but then you think well that's is that enough or does it need to be longer and it could go it could turn into some sprawling epic or is it quite nice that it's just uh that it's just short and sharp and a bit of an assault on the senses in, in a way so yeah i guess that maybe that will be something to think about as you get more and more tracks completed like or does the album will the album benefit from a longer song or or is it benefiting from having a shorter song in there so yeah it was definitely one of the many decisions we'll have to make in the the mixing stage is whether to uh to alter the the length of the song the length of each part of the song i for one was quite happy to see a three minute song in there because all of mine seemed to get to four probably about four minutes four to five minutes without me really trying and i guess that's you know that's not a long song but it's it's definitely not a short song and it feels it feels like I wasn't trying to write a song that long um it's just just happened with the what feels like a regular amount of of uh verses and choruses etc so one thing I might try and do is see if any fat can be trimmed off in terms of the length of some of the songs um because I like the idea of getting the point over succinctly may not be needed of course it may be perf- perfectly uh fine as it is the length it is i feel like there's definitely been a leap in the last month from where we were to where we are and it feels like we can do this <laughs> it's like i feel like there's seven or eight tracks definitely now that you know if someone came along tomorrow and said sorry the album deadline's been moved to february then i think we'd be able to put in a, a bit of a slog of a couple of weeks uh and finish those tracks off so it's changed from being uh this daunting kind of a lot of things floating around and not much clarity to a bit more clarity in the last month or so i'd say yeah i definitely agree um unfortunately we're back at work now so we don't have full days and weeks to work on it but I think we've still got the momentum from the Christmas holidays of the mindset of trying to do something every day or most days. Um, and it's, yeah, it's about keeping that going as well for the next three months, I suppose. Thanks again for joining us on this episode of the Tune Lighting Podcast. I'd just like to take this opportunity again to say thanks very much for all the kind messages that you've been sending in on social media and uh, to email and to anyone that's left a review on itunes or any other uh, podcasting platform that you listen to this on and thanks very much for that if you haven't done that already and you are enjoying the podcast then please do take five minutes out to give us a quick review that will be uh, really great 
uh, or just send us a quick message to let us know you're listening. Uh, we're always on the lookout for uh, for people who um, maybe want to come on and do an interview or even though we're running out of time now, but we're, uh, we're always keen to hear from people. We've got a couple of new interviews uh, lined up, hopefully, for the coming weeks uh, based on people that have emailed in uh, saying that they would like to be featured on the show. So that could also be you if you think you could uh, contribute something or whether you just, you know, you're writing some music or uh, writing your own album and you want to share your story. So, yeah do write in to at tune lighting on uh, Twitter, Instagram, or you can email to tune lighting at musicianshq.com. But that's it for this episode again. So hopefully we'll see you on the next one in two weeks time. Mm-hmm.